and the Ad Council. ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Friday, September 13th edition. Yeah, that's right. Friday the 13th. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Small. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines. You can do that by hitting us up at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer online. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. You can find the show on Facebook by searching The Drive with Paul Swan. So what's coming up today? Here in a few minutes, we're going to hear from Huntington Mayor Steve Williams. So we talked to Mike Hamrick, Marshall's athletic director, a couple of days ago when the announcement came out that the Thundering Herd had purchased the Flint Group Pigments property. So Marshall's got the property now, and that officially marks the start of the Herd Rises campaign to pay for this thing. Baseball park funding ain't going to be cheap. I'm just going to be honest with you. It ain't going to be cheap. So what do we got today? We're going to talk to Huntington Mayor Steve Williams. There's a lot of things going on, not just with the baseball park, but there are other components with this as well that are not directly connected with Marshall University's part of this, but important aspects of this still. So we're going to talk to him. Also, we're going to preview high school football across the Tri-State. We've got several matchups to talk about. Primarily, we're going to focus on a couple of games tonight. We have got Huntington High. They're in action tonight taking on George Washington. We'll hear from Woody Woodrum in a little bit. That game will be heard tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So you can look forward to that one if you're following the Huntington Highlanders. Now, if you are following Cabell Midland or Spring Valley, guess what? Cabell Midland and Spring Valley, they're playing each other tonight. It's at Spring Valley. Both teams undefeated. Cabell Midland and Spring Valley both 2-0 on the early season. So somebody will suffer their first loss tonight. We'll have that game for you on a multitude of stations. So we're going to have a multitude of play-by-play announcers come on and talk about it. Jason Toy, the dean of our play-by-play announcers, will join us on the program with uh, Matt Perry, the youngster of our play-by-play group. So those gentlemen will be with us tonight to preview Cabell Midland and Spring Valley. I just hope those guys can get along. It's Cabell Midland Spring Valley. I don't know. Does the rivalry... Does that go into the broadcast booth as well? I haven't heard any reports that there's been problems, but I just want to make sure I'm putting those guys in a room together, make sure there's no problems tonight for this one. So those are the two games we're going to primarily focus on tonight, and there are several games in the area that are worth mentioning. Uh, in Ironton, they're taking on Fairland. That's going to be big. Fairland's 2-0, Ironton's 2-0. That should be a, a good one tonight. Ashland will take on Wheelersburg tonight. Chesapeake is going to be taking on Sims Valley. Uh, you've got Capital taking on Hurricane tonight, and Wayne looking for a win, taking on Winfield. So those are primarily the games in our immediate broadcast area that we're going to be following and be interested in. And don't forget, after all is said and done tonight, for those of you who want to follow all the scores and all the action after the games, stay tuned for game night. Fred Persinger will have all the high school scores in West Virginia. And that's coming up tonight, either at 10 o'clock or immediately following our broadcast of Huntington 
and George Washington. And uh, we normally go on the air with Fred at 10 o'clock. Sometimes the Huntington broadcast runs over a little bit because they start a little bit later. Uh, 7.30 is when we're starting airtime for this one tonight. It's going to be 7 o'clock. So we'll get on the air a little bit after 10, hopefully at 10. That would be perfect so we can get you caught up in all the score action going on in the state of West Virginia. And if you're a Kentucky high school football fan, don't worry. We've got you covered on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We will have the Kentucky High School scoreboard. That's coming on tonight is 10 as well. So you can watch all the games you can handle. Wherever you're going, you can watch your game and come back, tune into the radio. We got you covered no matter what you want to listen to. And uh, you'll get your scores all tonight here either on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, or right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So uh, I'm interested tonight in really having a, a serious discussion with Huntington Mayor Steve Williams just because there are so many components going on here, and Marshall has the property now. Huntington Municipal Development Authority, they make the purchase, and then Marshall gets the uh, property from them. And this is to be the land they purchased. Uh, This is the land that's going to be where the baseball park's at. And this is one step closer to reality. Like Hamrick has um, said, okay, i got to go get the money now. i got a $22 million fundraising effort to go out and get this thing done. When I mentioned to him that um, the timetable was ambitious, he pointed out, I got to get the money first. Yeah, this is the timetable, but I still got to get the money. And you can go back on our podcast and listen to that. That uh, was a couple of days ago. We had that interview on Wednesday, and you can find that either on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio. And if those aren't uh, services you use, you can also find us on your favorite podcast provider. Just search The Drive with Paul Swan. But go back and listen to that. If you haven't already, if you haven't uh, heard the interview, go back and listen to a little bit of that. It was really interesting with Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. So I want to follow up with uh, Huntington Mayor Steve Williams. He is a, a working partner with uh, Mike Hamrick in this endeavor. And, of course, uh, there are so many avenues we can talk about with the start of construction of the ballpark. This is probably going to be the cornerstone of the development going on. So uh, we'll give Steve an opportunity to maybe explain some of the uh, particulars that Mike Hammer could not get into. And that's what he's going to come on here in the next few minutes and do. And then uh, we'll preview all the area high school football that's worth previewing. Specifically Huntington High and Campbell Midland and Spring Valley. Uh, those are our games of the week. And we'll have those for you on various radio stations. But, of course, I want to keep you locked right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 for Huntington at George Washington. But if you're a Midland fan, you're a Spring Valley fan, I got your cover as well. We'll give you all the details as the night progresses. Okay. Uh, When we come back from break, as uh, we mentioned, Huntington Mayor Steve Williams, we're going to talk to him, get his thoughts on everything that's uh, happened since the announcement was made that Marshall has purchased the Flint Group Pigments property, why the process had to happen this way, and all the details that go along with that. Later on, Woody Woodrum will have a preview of the Huntington High matchup with George Washington, Jason Toy, Matt Perry. I'm putting those guys in the room together. I hope it works out. Midland and Spring Valley. Tonight, somebody's going to take their first loss. We'll find out. 
Jason and Matt will preview that one for us later on. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. A couple of days ago, the announcement was made that Marshall University had purchased the Flint Group Pigments property, and of course, Several months ago, we found out that the Flint Group Pigments property was purchased by the Huntington Municipal Development Authority. So now it's in Marshall possession. That means the fundraising can officially begin. Over $22 million is what the goal is to make this a reality. But there are a lot more components going on here. And to join us now on the program is Huntington Mayor Steve Williams. And uh, a few days ago, I couldn't really get into some of the details with uh, Mike Hamrick because he's focusing sure. on the athletic department part of this. Yep. The, yeah, He doesn't know all the details or he can't comment on all the things that you can comment on because you've got the fun part. Actually, the fun part started seven years ago when you and I were talking and I was saying we need to build a baseball stadium and then everything went rolling after that. It's been a bit of an adventure uh, in in these years is really up until just about a year ago. Um, we were dealing with somebody else's property and we're wondering, are we going to be able to do it? And it's it's one of those things, Paul, that you have to keep the the vision, the dream, right in front of you at all times, and never stop expecting it. And uh, um, what's amazing is. Um, I think it was around March of last year, we got word that Flint Pigments was ready to sell their property, and it just everything then just started falling in, into place. And um, Mike was talking to the uh, broker who was uh, representing Flint Pigments. We were talking to the broker. I knew that we had the ability to be able to proceed forward. And uh, um, the nice thing is, is that what we have going in Huntington is unlike a lot of cities that have universities uh, in the cities, is that we are so collaborative with one another, whether it be the athletic department, certainly the administration, um, academics. Um, you've heard me say this, and I think we all agree, Marshall is the heart of Huntington. And um, uh, I said in our announcement, we are one team, and we truly are. Um, um, but what's Really, most exciting for me about this is that it it proves that something can be developed here, and uh, it, this is really the domino, the first domino dropping, is that then the other pieces of property will start to see development. I'd love to see it a lot faster than any of this has ever happened, um, but um, what was really funny, last February, we had wonderful weather. You remember when we had the announcement that we were buying the property and that had bought the, the property and announcing that it was going to be a baseball stadium. Um, what surprises me more than anything else is that when I saw that, all of a sudden I'm off to the next thing, is that people were continuing to think yeah, if it's developed – once we make an announcement, you've heard me say this. I don't. If if I'm saying something, it's going to happen. I'm not going to say something if there's a measure of doubt that something isn't going to happen. And Mike called me uh, 
about a month ago when I was in New York City at some meetings and he, <laughs> he told me there were some people there was them that were holding back on whether they were going to commit to the baseball stadium for the fundraising effort because they didn't believe that it was actually going to happen. And um, this is probably what he couldn't tell you. I just said, I started yelling and I say, give me their telephone numbers, make them talk to me, but make sure that let them look at me and, and say to me, they don't believe that, that this is about to happen. And he now settled down, Steve, but I, I, I did come to realize until we actually transferred the property, until he starts knocking down the buildings um, on the storage lot, until we have the actual uh, groundbreaking, until we see that the building, that the structures start going up. Uh, people have been burned, I guess, enough times on promises of about a baseball stadium and promises about other things, is that uh, I guess they have every uh, every reason in the world to have a we'll believe it when we see it approach. But as I said before, I always thought it was going to be there. I just didn't know which property it would be. And then when we transferred the property to Marshall or when we bought the property, in my mind, this deal is already done and I'm off to doing something else. You know, is dusting, wiping, kicking the dust off my feet and going off to the, to the next one. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to the end of October where we'll, we should be able to have a, a groundbreaking and then actually see the uh, girders start going up and building the stadium. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams joining us. So this explain to me how this happens because Huntington Municipal Development Authority makes the purchase and then it's got to be transferred over to Marshall. Why, yeah. why doesn't Marshall just make the purchase and there's not a third party involved here or a middleman? What's the process well, here to make all this the, happen? Well, well, the, well, Marshall could have. Marshall didn't have access to federal support like we have. The Municipal Development Authority, let's back up. You have the city of Huntington. city of Huntington, by law, is able to do just certain things. And back in the early 1960s, the state legislature created uh, uh, in statute an organization called a development authority. Usually, in the, historically, it's just been for counties, county development authorities, where cities can have a difficulty buying property, negotiating for property, selling property. For instance, if we had bought the city of Huntington, had taken our own money and bought the baseball, bought the land for the baseball stadium, and wanted, uh, we would have had to go through all sorts of procurement procedures as to what the prop to negotiate the property and, and everything. But if we had, if we create a municipal development authority, that legal entity has by statute the authority to be able to buy land, to be able to sell land enter into negotiations. They can, they can borrow money to be able to, to purchase land. They can receive grants and, and such. The city has, as an entity and our agency creations, our uh, the left hand and the right hand of, uh, of, of our operation, um, that are entities of the city but separate from the city government itself, those entities can receive grants and, and such. We've created such a partnership with the environmental U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Um, 
with the Appalachian Regional Commission, with the U.S. Department of Commerce, Education, the Economic Development Administration, all of those agencies we've been working with and have been giving us grants as to how to be able to clean up brownfields areas. A brownfield area is an old, um, for instance, an old industrial land that has some contamination on it. It could be oil. It could be other chemicals. It could be asbestos. It could be any number of of things. Um, In order for those things to be cleaned up in a certain way, uh, you have to have a partnership with the federal agency that oversees it, with the state agency that oversees it. Um, We knew that we already had the relationship with the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the State Department of Environmental Protection, on reviewing these sites. And we had uh, legal counsel who have been working with us with these agencies that if we go working on it, we've already got about five years of work under our belt um, as to how to handle contaminated areas. We didn't know how much contamination was on the site, on the Flint pigment site. We didn't know. Uh, we figured we could build on it, but uh, how much would we have to spend to be able to clean it up so that you can build on it? Honey, Mayor Steve um, Williams joining us on the program. And, so, so basically what you're saying is the Municipal Development Authority is the one that's equipped with everything to get the everything moving. that needs yes everything that needs to be done now i have other things that we could do within the city i have other arms that we have or we could use to be able to do that but the municipal development authority was uniquely positioned it had assets it had money sitting on the side from when we bought kinetic park and when we had uh, redeveloped the uh, huntington and industrial corporate the huntington industrial corporation uh, where the old Owens, Illinois plant is, the Municipal Development Authority has, has all of that, that property or had all that property and they had money that could be used to start negotiating for the acquisition of this land. And the reason that we're buying it is that this is where it helps to have such a good partnership between the city and the county, the city and the, and the university. There's some things that the university is great at. Fundraising, listen, to raise $20 million, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to shake a stick at $2 million. Honey, it's Mayor Steve Williams able... joining us. Uh, $2 million, huh? That's all you can manage? Uh, well, I would hope I'd be able to do better than that. But I, I, I can tell you, Mike Hamrick is a better fundraiser than I could ever be. And the beauty of it is is that with Marshall and their – let's face it, right now, um, Marshall has, has the hearts of, of, of the area. Yeah, I offered uh, Mr. Hammer $20 a few weeks ago. He told me to keep it because he was uh, he was reminding me that I was also beating the drum for this thing. So um, he, re- he reminded me that he was going to be knocking on my door for a donation as well. So, uh, <laughs> so I tried to hand him 20 on the spot. He wouldn't take it. He said he will get me later. So um, he's seriously working it. With the, <laughs> with the ballpark, which um, – which uh, your friend, um, Mike Hamrick, and you have been seriously uh, a great partnership in getting this uh, happening. He's now focused on the reality of making the ballpark rise, thus the Herd Rises campaign. Yeah. So you've got that. Yeah. You, 
you're looking at this, if and correct me if I'm wrong, this is now, okay, this is the cornerstone of my grand yeah. vision for this, re, this area. Not just that great ballpark on the corner, but everything else because you've got some buildings you probably would like to get a yeah. hold of. You've got some spaces where you'd like to fill up with things. What's the vision now that you've got this component at least in motion? What you have is that you remember when uh, first became mayor, we were talking about uh, Huntington becoming a mini, a small version of Indianapolis where we'd have athletic facilities where we'd be able to draw individuals and intercollegiate athletic and interscholastic high school, uh, middle school tournaments and, and, and such in, into the community with a soccer complex, with a baseball complex, with the uh, softball complex, with the indoor uh, practice facility and the indoor track, the, the football stadium, the basketball arena. Uh, we have everything that can be developed around there. Now, we're about to acquire ACF uh, property that is right next to the Flint Pigments uh, property that we're acquiring. A hotel and other development on the, par- on the parking lot can be developed there. We have the land that goes all the way to the to the river. What I see is a mixture of um, of uh, um, hospitality, uh, hotel, um, retail in the area, because when you have right now, when you start to look to the east of the football stadium, you just imagine well, there's tailgating over on the ACF lot. What's going to develop? Is that just imagine you know, when you go to uh, up to the Great American Ballpark? Look at all of the different uh, restaurants and pubs and uh, and shopping and and parks that are all around. That's the type of that's the type of environment that's going to be developed from Fifth Avenue all the way to the river because we'll have office buildings that will have uh, research and development in it because it's it's located right next to Marshall University. You're going to have uh, healthcare-related businesses because it's just a few blocks from St. Mary's Hospital and in route to Cabell Huntington Hospital. Um, you have, with the river present and the, the highways coming through, uh, this, as I said before, with the baseball stadium being built, that's just the first domino falling. And imagine anything and everything if you have a, have a stadium and hotels and restaurants and shops start locating east of the baseball stadium, uh, north of the baseball stadium to, to the river, uh, west of the baseball stadium, in and around the, the, the football stadium and the basketball arena. Um, there's even property on the south side of Fifth Avenue where the factory is being built. There's, a, there's somebody who is talking about developing that property uh, right now is talking with Lynn Pickman about the acquisition of, of that. They have visions um, of developing that, and that, once again, is influenced by what's happening at, at Marshall University. Um, what I'm seeing and what I'm hoping people will start to get a sense of is that imagine, just close your eyes and imagine that, the, that as you, if you're at Fifth Avenue and 24th Street, you look looking towards the river, look over your left shoulder and see that BASF factory and imagine all of that torn down. That right on Fifth Avenue and 24th Street, a baseball stadium being built there. And then everything 
to the river is knocked down and new development occurring there. See, this goes beyond any of our imaginations because the last time this property didn't have heavy industrial on it was 148 years ago, almost 150 years ago, when the city of Huntington was just being developed. This was just farmland back then, river bottom land. And this will be transformative to Marshall University, to the city, to the High Lawn neighborhood. But also, if you really think beyond that, it's transformative to this part of the Ohio River Valley and to Appalachia to show that this, that this is not necessarily coal-related, that we can find by, through research and development, through engineering, through other things, that we can start to diversify our economy and it can lift up a community. Understand this, Paul, when we're looking at our position in, along the Ohio, Ohio River Valley, we're the fourth largest populated metro market along the Ohio River Valley. You have Pittsburgh, you have Cincinnati, you have Louisville. The next largest metro market is the Huntington-Ashland-Ironton metro market. So it's so significant that what we're doing right here on this property, because it becomes like a barbell with Marshall right in between the downtown area on the other, on, on to the west of Marshall, you have this area in High Lawn to the east of, of Marshall. This transforms this region for the next 50 years. Uh, the next 10 years are going to be so unbelievably busy. Certainly the next five years will be transformative. And then um, because what you have is the Flint pigment property, just to the north is the ACF uh, parking lot. On the north side of 3rd Avenue is the ACF factory that will be torn down. goes all the way to the river. Then just to the east on 24th Street, you have the West, the West Virginia American Waterworks plant. Then just to the east of that on 25th Street is where the Ingram Barge property is, and that's 20. I think it's 26 acres that's ready to be redeveloped. Just imagine all of that, over 100 acres, right in that area, being redeveloped. Um, this is a huge, huge opportunity where Huntington uh, has been saying something needs to happen. Um, the dominoes are about to fall in a way that nobody has ever seen in Huntington since probably the 19, 1920s to the 1940s. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams joining us on the program. Um, it's a high school game night, so before we let you go, um, tonight, Huntington High taking on George Washington. Woody Woodrum's going to preview that game for us next. Uh, uh, have you seen uh, much of the, uh, the Highlanders yet? Are you excited? 1-0, and well, they're I, off to I, a fast start. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to see them, but they're going to whip up on uh, – on George Washington tonight. I mean, these guys are hungry, and it's amazing what uh, they've been able to develop up there on the hill. I'm awfully proud of them. And we'll have that game for you later on this evening right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good talking to you again. Uh, get, Great talking to you, too. We'll get you back on here soon. Um, of course, I'm, I'm excited for you because now um, you don't have to explain why the baseball park isn't built uh, before uh, – you know your third and final term, um, which uh, hopefully will be coming up for you soon. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. Well, timing is everything, isn't it? It is. So, timing is everything. You've timed it well. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh Lord, I didn't. I didn't time this. <laughs>
it was just absolutely amazing how all of this has developed just right now. Uh, now, one thing I haven't said is that uh, I want to remind people, if we had not entered and won the America's Best Communities competition with $3 million, we would not have been in uh, a position to be able to help buy this property. $500,000 that we had from ABC helped us acquire uh, the property uh, for for Flint Pigments. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing how it's somewhat serendipity. Everything just starts to fall into place. Well, we can't wait to get you back on for the next project, and yeah. hopefully that's soon. Okay. And um, Thanks, Paulie. Have a great weekend, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Right, pal. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. That's Huntington Mayor Steve Williams. Uh, when we come back, Woody Woodrum, um, we'll see if Woody can um, be short and sweet. That's that's going to happen next. Yeah. Here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Drive with Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the show. We welcome down to the program Woody Woodrum. He'll be on the broadcast tonight of Huntington and um, GW. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams has said Huntington's going to whip up on GW. So really, Woody, I don't think your previews needed anymore. The mayor said everything <laughs> we need to know. Well, you know, they, they're playing a murderous row up here at GW with a lot of young players. Uh, they started out at South Charleston, uh, who's number 10 in the state. Then they went to Ashland last week, who's number four in Kentucky in their class. Huntington's number three this week, and they catch a bit of a break with Spring Valley after that, but then they go to number two uh, Spring Valley and come back here for number eight Hurricane, go to – Back here for number 12, Parkersburg, and then they go to number 11, Riverside. So, really, only two unranked teams on their schedule right now, Woodrow Wilson and St. Albans. So, it's a rebuilding year. They've got a new quarterback. Of course, Grant Wells was the last four years threw it all over the place. But Huntington has still won five in a row against this uh, team. And uh, they've played awfully well up here uh, against Huntington. It's two and one, but Huntington won the last one, 2017, and fairly handily, 35 to 17. Huntington won last year, 42-21. Here before that in Huntington, it was 24 to 18. Back in 2015, it was 25 to seven in the playoffs. So Huntington has, uh, you know, they they they've done a great job against this team in the past. And head coach Steve Edwards Jr. is in his 23rd season uh, up here. And, and one thing, Paul, that Got a comment on before we get to the game, though. The the field is in awful shape. I don't know what's happened up here, but it looks like a field that you would play on and practice on and three other teams would play and practice on every single day since last May because there is just no grass down the middle, and what grass is out there is by and large dead. Uh, they, they hosed it down a bit, and I'm sure that probably some of this problem has to do with our lack of rain. But uh, this field is pretty bad shape tonight, so we'll see how that'll be. Huntington will play a nickel much of the night because uh, they just don't run the ball very much. So far in two games, they've had 24 rushes for 62 yards. That's two and a half yards a rush. And most of that yardage, uh, 17 carries for 39 yards, has gone to R.T. Alexander, his father Robert. Everybody remembers is a great back at South Charleston, played at West Virginia, played in pros specifically for the Rams. And uh, But, uh, you know, honestly, I would think that Huntington would be favored to win this game, uh, even though it's only their second game while GW is on their third. But uh, who knows? You know, Steve Edwards has been at this a long time, so maybe he'll come out and try to run the ball, thinking Huntington will be 
in, in a uh, 3-3-5 look much of the night. Woody Woodrum's with us. He'll be on the broadcast tonight here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll start things off at 7 o'clock with uh, coaches' interviews, and uh, we'll get things kicked off at the 7.30 for the game. And uh, this is an important game for Huntington. You want to you wanna start off 2-0, uh, even though um, – it looks pretty good right now. You, you want to keep pace because right now everybody else that you're chasing is 2-0, and so you want to keep yeah. pace with them. Yeah, and, you know, this is the first road game for, for Huntington. Next week they go to Beckley just a little bit longer, about twice as long a trip, and then they come home. And it'll be a pretty stiff uh, homestand. they got South Charleston, who's uh, number 10 in one ranking. Uh, you got Parkersburg South coming in for homecoming. They're the number seven. You go to number nine, Hurricane, and number five, Capital comes in. Number six, Midland comes in. You go to number 10, Parkersburg, and number two, Spring Valley. So, really, the next two weeks will be the last teams that Huntington sees that aren't ranked uh, on their schedule. So, you know, it, it would be dandy if you can put a 3-0 and start up before you have to really bear down and get into those conference games. And Huntington's going to have to watch how they do it. Billy uh, Seals practiced at 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday to kind of beat this heat. Went out in it Tuesday and Thursday, and has been uh, they've been pouring Gatorade in the hallway. The players come by and fill up their jugs, on jugs, and and carry the Gatorade around. So they've been uh, you know at, anticipating the heat, which won't be as bad on uh, the mud and grass here as it would have been on the turf tonight. So uh, you'd like to you know those first three games were games you thought going in you should win, and Tay Blackwell only threw five passes last week, so hopefully. He can put the ball in the air a little bit more, but they ran the ball awfully well. They uh, they rushed for uh, four, 48 times for 339 yards. That's over seven yards of carry. So they, we know that Huntington is going to be defense, run the ball, then throw the ball and play special teams well. Woody Woodrum, he'll be on the broadcast tonight. Huntington High on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Um, have fun tonight. Uh, Get home safely because uh, you got work to do tomorrow at uh, Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So uh, let's uh, let's get yeah. this one over with uh, and get you home safely. Yeah, that's true. We got the big game with Bobcats for the Paul Swan's least favorite trophy in college football: the battle for the bell tomorrow. Tinker Bell. I will tell you the guy that wrote the story for the uh, I think it's the paper on campus. Uh, he he called my brother Jim Woodrow uh, throughout the throughout the page and I got after him pretty hard last night on social media so uh, if you hear of a Bobcat attacking a herd announcer in the press box you'll know it's me okay I'll look forward to that